going to do the bit again now that we're recording. <laughs> Purvis, to start the episode. Will you start the episode? Good lo- good sir. Good sir. Bless us. With a fuck these haters and fuck these hoes. Lost monetization. Sworn the first 30 seconds. <laughs> Thank you for this. It's okay. We didn't have it anyway. Yeah. Now how am I supposed to eat? Yeah. Welcome to the Lord unpaid nobody. We're back again. Another just manic start. Just out of control. Just absolute. <laughs> like we, we like to get warmed up and then we just go for it. Like it's just. Oh, my God. Welcome to the show. Like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Hello, everybody. Okay. Guys, how's everyone's week it going? Up, it's cold uh, out. It, it's it's, it's been cold out. It's today been, is like some of the first relief. Yeah. Today, it's like it's a balming cold. 12 degrees. I think it it's... Aggressive. When I was walking home from the train, it was like 18, and I was like, ah, summertime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it I was like, so nice. <laughs> yeah, like Saturday's going to be 40 degrees and it's going to be like, that's going to feel incredible. <laughs> yep. I'm going to wear a hoodie and be happy. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, we're here. It was definitely a good week to stay inside and listen to music. So that's what we did. And we get two we albums. Got two albums to review. So, you know, starting off the year strong with some reviews. That's I think that's like one of my goals for this year is for us to do more reviews. Yes, as many as we can. Yeah. All right. But first, we do have a little bit of news. Purvis, we don't really have any big releases coming out this week. Yes. um, I mean, we're recording on Wednesday. Oh, also, we will be at the Mick Jenkins concert on Friday at the House of Blues. Yes. We'll we'll talk about that next week, too. Yeah, that'll be the topic of next week. But us and the extended cast will be. Yes. (laughs) The mini guests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, there's not much going on, which is typical for January, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's already been a fairly busy January. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I think next week we get Benny the Butcher. Is that next? It might be next week. Yeah. I had to double check what I did last week. Um, but yeah, uh, the actual news we have, we have Smino has been teasing that he's dropping three albums this this year. That's a lot um, of albums. Don't play. That's a lot of Shmino. <laughs> no. Um, But honestly, he's not like Jid said this. A couple other people have been saying this. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're getting a bunch of albums. I'm here. I, you know, if if this is, if 2024 is the year of oversaturation, give it to me. We have a <laughs> podcast to run. That makes isn't Isn't oversaturation the lost Brockhampton album? I yes. Wish. I wish. Is it oversaturation or yeah. oversaturation? Yeah, I, <laughs> both. Both. It is was good. oversaturation. <laughs> That's why it's lost. It's like it was too much. Man, I gotta tell you though, as for like the name of like a trilogy of albums you released in a manic state over six months, saturation's a really good choice. name. It's an incredible it's, name for it. <laughs> like, all the cover art was great. All the, yeah, the saturation was era good. was oh peak. Peak. That was that peak. was peak. <laughs> Isn't I mean, that how we used to measure our friendship? Like <laughs> saturation came out basically. Yeah, that was yeah. We were it was the saturation era. That's when we met. Uh, anyway, go ahead talk about Louis Vuitton. Yes. yes. Um, moving on to some other news. The Louis Vuitton show, uh, I believe, was last week. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. Um, hosted by the Pharrell Williams, who is now the creative director. I want to say for men's. Yes, for men's. Um, and you had many stars that we discussed was out there. We had Gunna, Quavo, Cardi, Yachty, Sway Lee, and Sweat, uh, several other people. 
Um, so it's just kind of dope to see the community get together and show the interest in other things outside of music as they naturally bring it in. Um, and then last, speaking about tours and concerts, we have Boz yeah, finally Boz. announced his tour. Yeah. Um, he'll be in Chicago March 25th. Where at? And I'll probably be, be there. House of Blues. Ooh, interesting. So it looks like we're going to be a House of Blues. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of tickets to the House of Blues. I got a bunch of the Metro. Yeah. It's nice. So, it's nice. It's interesting. I'm here for the fun. I'm actually very excited to go to House of Blues. This will mm-hmm. be my first time there. Yeah, I've never sure. been to House of Blues. So I'm here no. for it. But um, but yeah, really no, that's all, really it. All the news, yeah. yeah. It, we're having a, a soft launch to the year. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's good for us. Yes, we've got to ramp into it. No. Um, but yeah, let's just get straight into the schools in session. All right, schools um, in session. We got five, five rappers. Yes, yes, yes. Not uh, four. All new people. Not six. <laughs> Specifically five. Yes. Um. So we're gonna start off strong this this week. We're starting off with Travis Scott. Travis Scott. We have not done him yet. Travis Scott. Oh, Travis Scott. Mm. That's a, <sighs> he's he had that, a good last year. That's so he's on that's a, a hard one. I feel like I feel like my rating is gonna be the lowest, but I also feel like it's. I feel very good about it, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like it should be harsher. I'm going like B minus. Okay. You know, I'm like, gonna I don't go think, with B. Yeah, like I don't think he's like a bad artist by any stretch, and like God knows he's been widely influential. I just, you know, I yeah. don't know if I necessarily <laughs> cared for his imitators. Um, I guess that's fair. But like you know, <clears throat> he's like th- three for four, and like I have come around on Birds in the Trap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it has like some really solid highs. I just think it also has some really boring songs. <laughs> That's fair, right? And we've discussed that before, and and it's yeah. growing on you too. So. Yeah, it, I, yeah, it's grown on me. Like I used to actively really dislike it. Now, like I think it's recall. <laughs> yeah, now I think it's like kind of like a very average album, and I think it weighs down his discography. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Rodeo's. A classic. I think Asher World is good, but I think Asher World has a lot of fluff. And then I okay. loved Utopia. So Yeah, I was gonna say right now yeah. he is sitting on a high, so Yeah. I do have to he, ding him because like I think he has a not a great feature record. Mm-hmm. I Okay. Yeah, I, I think it was only until the last couple of years that he started putting out decent features. Uh, which we'll talk about this week. Well, I guess, but like <laughs> we will. He's in both albums. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, gonna go, I'm with gonna B go plus B minus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, B plus for me, just because I'm trying my hardest to reserve the A tier for the legends. I think Travis Scott could make it there potentially, and he has the catalog and all the extras <laughs> to, to make it to the A tier. But I'm slightly withholding a very, very, very high B plus. Yeah. Jasper. I give it an A minus. Okay. I mean, it's tough, right? Because like we talked about the criteria through which we evaluate this, and I can't get away from like career encompassing things outside of music, mm-hmm. personally, just like the way I see it. Um, and I mean, I think it, it's funny because you know, Astro World, the festival, not the album, was like kind of a black mark on an otherwise pretty yeah. great career up until a point, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so at that point, I probably would have given him a B, just given like the handling of that and like the, the fact that it happened and yada, yada, yada. Not that any of that is like one person's fault, but just the situation. Mm-hmm. And, but then, you know, Kanye did his thing in 2022 <laughs> and created. Saw what bad could really be. <laughs> yeah. And well, not even that, but frankly, I think created kind of a cultural void in a sense, right? Where it's uh, like. I, I would call it a power vacuum. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Well, a power vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and and in that, you know, I think Travis was kind of the de facto, like, no. pick up the torch and run with it, and I think he's done that, and I think coming back and, like, putting out music and content and, you know, doing more with Nike and other collaborators, Cacti, his drink is back, and, like, all this other his shit. Drink is and it's like, it's like, the when it comes to, like, the cultural, not just the zeitgeist, but, like, the headroom that people have to think about, like, people who are important in culture at the moment, I think that he rises to the top. And I think for that reason, that like pumps him back up since Astroworld. Yeah, I think my thing is, I think like one of my pushbacks is like that word important. Like, cool, sure. Like, cool, interesting, innovative. I'll give you all that. I think like he falls short of important because of just like the meaning of like the, like the lack of substance of it all. Right? Mm. Like, I think, like, something that comes up a lot when we talk about Travis Scott is, like, the test of time. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, I, I don't, like, I, I'm, you know, I don't think, like, I'm, like, a doomsday or anything. But, like, it is, <clears throat> what are we going to be thinking about this in 20 years? You know, is this going to live up? And I do think Travis Scott kind of has some of the hallmarks of, like, and not, like, an artist that ages poorly, but an artist that, like, you had to be there in the cultural context to fully appreciate and that leads to like erosion over time, right? It's not necessarily like the lack of substance. It's the fact that when you create this entire ecosystem, then like to truly understand it, you have to be part of the ecosystem. But the ecosystem mm. is a time and place. You know, like my sister's having a kid. If that kid like gets interested in hip hop in 15 years, they're not going to be in the same time and place. Yeah, I mean that's true. I think that that's kind of true for all. I think that's true for like all, eras of music. Right? I think that's yeah. true for all artists. Yeah. To like a certain extent, I just think like it might be like a real huge linchpin in Travis Scott. Mm. Bro, that's interesting. I guess time will tell, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I think if I think if he keeps putting out albums as good as Utopia, I think like there is a very solid argument that like no, he has like, you know, I think like this conversation could change, and he's young. Mm. Right. I think he's young he and strong. I think he's on the right trajectory. Right. Yeah. I just think like as it is in front of me, that that's like a, uh, a my probably my biggest criticism. Yeah. Mm. One of the other things I think about with that, um, I think about that video that came out when the Astroworld tour was going back for the original albums, so like 2018, 2019. There's like this video circulating that was like before versus after. And it was like a video of him performing in 2012 yeah. or 2013 to like 20 people. That. And then it's like five or six years later and he's performing to like sold out crowds. I think like that kind of growth also really speaks to like the power of his career over time. Regardless of like the substance, I think the fact that people are kind people... of flocking to that sound or to that that form that medium of entertainment is like kind of like a, a thumbs up for him, like an endorsement almost. No, I definitely think that I, I think that's a completely fair point. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I think like that's kind of like the push and pull of it. No. All right, but so I think like we were landing what like a B plus, I would say. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah. I would say B, high B. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm happy okay. with that. 
Oh yeah. Um, next one might be a little bit easier. By the way, I'm starting to really love like the school is essentially yeah, it's like too. an easy like oh i do think season. it's exercising i, I do like... think just some monday monday night or monday quarterbacking you know like from watching the footage backwards <laughs> not backwards back like when i'm editing we had to make sure that we dive into artists that we give a's to because like yes i'm thinking we, about like like think about, how much, think about like how much time we just gave to travis scott not that he doesn't deserve it but then, like, when King Cuddy came up, we were just like, yep, hey, and, like, we moved past it. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, there, what explanation is needed? That's a fair point, but, like, let's just make sure we do something, you know <laughs> For the I mean? sake of argument, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's honestly so funny that you say that, because the next person, I know we're all going to say A, yeah. but it's also like, what are we going to say? It's Little Wayne. Like, it's an oh, A. Oh, yeah, it's A. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we need to discuss? <laughs> I disagree, actually. Okay. What, okay. What, do you, what do you think? I would give Lil Wayne a... Either an A minus or like a very high B plus, personally. Personally. Oh, yeah. yeah I going... think that the latter half of the discography has had some stumbles, and I don't think he capitalized like he could have on a lot of the momentum that he had. And then there was the whole thing with the record label that kind of threw a black mark on the discography for a while. I, so. I would probably go A minus for the same, but unambiguously A. A minus for sure. Yeah, yeah. unambiguously <laughs> A, just for his like talent at the craft, yeah. his like culture, his cultural intelligence, the impact. Like yeah. the like the Carter three alone, right? A like, for a milli. Yeah, A for a milli. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, like it's like one of the greatest <laughs> hip hop songs ever made, right? Like A so, is for a milli. But I do agree that like, yeah, the back half has been wobbly. Yeah. And it's like not perfect. Yeah, it's not perfect. And like but I was gonna say it's the same thing we literally just said with K Cuddy. It's like the back half is not perfect. But I mean, it's still you gotta think about the impact. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good. For sure. And like yeah, I, I think like Wayne and Cuddy are very different in some ways, but I think in that regard, I think you're you're right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, okay. I would go A minus. Purpose, do you go full A? Or? It's it's an A, yeah. A A minus. Yeah. So there, let's just settle on it. Let's settle on A minus. But yeah, Little Wayne, I think, is like right up there. Worthy of an A. Worthy of um, an A. One hundred percent worthy of the A. It's just like I you know, I think Jess brought up some good points, you know, and I think you know that's why we do the grading scale (laughs) yeah it's like it's like yeah if the career like everything uh, all of his positioning were perfect to like maximize every opportunity he had as an artist and the music were all banger then it would be an a but i think that he missed out on that first like that former part a little bit Mm -hmm. no there's and there definitely was like a decline but the thing is i think he has had like a uh an up like a late career uptick as well not mm-hmm. super recently, but I thought like the Carter Full or the Carter Five was like was, decent. Pretty, was pretty decent. Mona Lisa is a classic. Mona Lisa smile like he still put, like puts out classic songs. You mm. know, I mean, like compare him to like where Eminem is right now. You know, and I, I yeah. and like Eminem is still probably in a better career than what better no, part in his he... career than he was six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like has it been seven years since revival already? It's been a long. Time. Not revival. I was thinking uh, like Kamikaze, like that. Like ooh. Kamikaze is better than revival, though. I mean, I sure in the same in the same way that like Hypothesis is better. Than I, know, me. I know. Like, yeah. Joyner Lucas's one good piece of work is on that fucking album. I, like, I thought Music to Be Murdered too had like some really strong songs. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it was like an amazing album. Yeah. And especially considering the flood we got in 2020, like really not anything special. 
But I thought it was better than like Revival. <laughs> yeah, Revival's the worst for yeah, sure. Revival. I, 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 I thought it was yeah. better than Recovery. I thought it was better than, you know. Um, but yeah, well, no, so yeah, Little <clears throat> Wayne A minus. Who's the next one? Um, I'm gonna go out of order just because you just said his name. I can't believe you said it. But uh, Joiner Lucas was gonna be number five. So let's just Ooh. do Joiner Lucas. D tier. Ooh, D. Yeah, D. I'm going. I D. have no comment. I'm fine with D. I'm yeah, saying I'm, I'm saying D tier exclusively for defending Chris Brown out of nowhere last year for no reason and like bringing himself into that conversation. That shit was stupid. No, yeah, I, I'm going D tier because of the music. Uh, Facts. Like, I mean, that's that too. But like yeah. something as little thought, as like, yeah. I think he has. I, I would maybe go D plus because he has like one song video remix combination I really like that tribute to right. Will Smith he did. I thought it was that like, was a good one. I thought that was like, oh, this is like a really cool thing that someone did. I think like it came like I actually don't read it as corny, but that might be because I'm a touch on the spectrum. Like, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's like, uh, but yeah, it's it's a D plus for me. I do not like Joyner Lucas very much. Cool, I'm I'm cool with the D. <laughs> yeah. Um, pause. Moving on. Hey yo, Juice World. <laughs> 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 uh juice world <laughs> hey don't say anything else <laughs> no I'm Look, I, I covered myself nothing else is per- I, nothing I else is myself. permitted i covered myself. you did that was fucking funny though. um i was not gonna let that slide um <laughs> juice world this is the, is the next one I, I i honestly i'm very conflicted on juice world i um, it was such a short career but it was very impactful his trajectory was insane. His potential was insane. Uh, I just don't know if I would like put him super, super high. I'm thinking like a B minus for me, to be honest. Uh, I believe he had potential to be higher, but for me, it's a B minus. I'm going B plus. I'm going B plus because like I just liked that he brought like that really lyrical freestyle like dense rapping back into vogue like i thought like making that cool again was really cool mm-hmm. um i did kind of miss <clears throat> juice world at its hype but i i got on, oh, yeah. i got onto him like right before he passed like thanks to you um yeah. i think the talent level was super high his potential was so high yeah, it, it was so high. I, I'm gonna go B plus. I'm gonna go B plus. I liked his first posthumous, you know. Um, but I think like like a lot of them, uh, they it doesn't like work out. Like it it, it gets really gross. But yeah, no, I'm gonna go B plus. Okay, Jasper, I'm going A tier. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. At 19 years old, goodbye and good riddance is like an absolute achievement. I'm going to put it this way, right? And I don't mean to say this to shit on anybody, but think about all the other rappers who've put out projects pre-20. None of the... I don't think any of them compare to this, even close. This album has aged so unbelievably well, I, I would say, aside from like the skits. And the run of songs on this album, you have six just back-to-back, I think, frankly, classics in a row. And we'll see if they're actually classics, time will tell. But... Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. Like going through the going through the whole thing, you get lucid dream or even all girls are the same, which is like decent. Lucid dreams, lean with me, wasted, 
I'm still. It's a good run. It's, uh, it's good like run. yeah, it's it's arm and dangerous. It's unbelievable. Like to do that at 18 or 19 years old with like and have that be your debut project is just like incredible talent. And like obviously the rest of the stuff is a little similar. He didn't have the time to develop a sound, and that's too mm. bad. But I don't think we should hold that against him. No, I would. I would say I would agree with you on that one. I mm-hmm. think he actually did develop a sound. I I don't think he had the gift of enough time to yeah. make that sound really dynamic and like, you know, something that can hold like several albums worth under it. But like, I'm not gonna hold that against him. Mm. So that's why, like, I agree with you. I just don't think. Like, I don't think he had, like, his project out yet, you know? Like, I, I'm probably going to revisit. You just made a really good pitch for Good Night or Good Riddance. I, I don't even... I listened to it two days ago. I listened album. to that album. It's a great album. Yeah, I listen no, to that album I know once a week. No, 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 no. I know it's yeah. good, but I haven't listened to it since probably, like, 2020, 2021. Oh, so yeah. I probably will. Like, You're in for a treat. It yeah. actually yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, but I... So, do we, <clears> is this another one we're going to cap out around a B, B plus for? Yeah, I'm good that's with fair. B+. Yeah, Absolutely. I think B plus is totally fair. Yeah, Juice World yeah. B plus. Oh yeah. And now that you've made your claim, uh, a little bit of a higher B for me as well. Um yeah. and e- even so, like Legends Never Die, even though it's not like fresh relative, like all those songs are still super solid. No, I think comparing I, I to think the rest Legend, of his Legends Never Die is very good. Yeah, I think compared to the rest of his discography, things get a little bit stale later just because it's a lot of it is samey. But you compare again, you compare it to other artists. Like we talked about Joyner Lucas, right? It's <laughs> like I'll take three albums of Juice World doing the exact same thing over anything Joyner Lucas has put out. Like, yeah, come on. No, you're totally That's true. That's true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right, we're gonna close it out with a banger. Okay. Um I think we're all gonna agree. But Jay Z. I'm just gonna say an A. Yeah, I'm gonna say an A. Uh, I'm not gonna do the plus. Because I've, I've listened, I've listened to most of Jay-Z's albums, but like a long time ago and it was just never, there was never anything I put on just for fun. Right. Mm -hmm. It never passed just like the subconscious test of like, Oh, what am I going to listen to? Well, I'm going to listen to Jay-Z. Like even like when he released like his albums, like I listened to him and I enjoyed him, but I just never Mm -hmm. got there. Right. And like, you know, sometimes like you listen to something because it's, music and it's there and sometimes you listen to it like almost as like a student and that was very much how i approached jay-z i want to i'm going obviously at some point we're going to do a jay-z arc on this show yes so like (laughs) we've talked about it for a while actually yeah so like and my my girl loves jay-z so it's like i'm going to get more and more into him and like just thinking critically like yeah like his shit's awesome (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's considered one of the legends. So. Yeah, and deservedly so. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go A. I don't think I'm going to go to plus, but I'm going to go A. Jasper? I have a take. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> it's Jay-Z. Don't say nothing crazy. Jay-Z? You're the biggest Jay-Z fan on the podcast, I thought. I am. I'm a big fan, but I know his work, and that's why I think I'm a little more critical. Okay. Um, Jay-Z by himself... I would say B plus, high B plus. Okay. Jay Z with the talented producer Kanye West that <laughs> delivered most of his hit singles during the first half of his career. You get an A plus. Okay. Part of the city, H to the Izzo, like all that stuff just doesn't exist without the production on it. And the fact is, I think that a lot of Jay Z's raps, especially early, 
are too like New York focused and like for New York to be of like mass appeal. I think that the musicality behind it is like a big part of what made it so loved. And I think that that was like very much not necessarily just his role to play. So not to say that he, he is not a talented lyricist, which I think he is. I just don't think that a lot of his messaging is like as universal as it could have been to like really appeal to an audience in that way. I do have a question though. Mm. I think I think it's a valid take. Mm. But you love Pop Smoke. And I do. You, like Pop I Smoke do. is even more of just like a limited New York sound. Right, but you gotta you gotta appreciate yeah, the, breadth, like, the, the the breadth of the career though. Jay Z's been I, around for how many decades, and Pop Smoke had like what three? Years I don't think of that true... was. A, I think that was a perfectly intelligent thing to say, Purvis. But yeah, no, Jasper wins. Like that's okay. I mean, again, yeah, yeah, I wasn't going against it, but it, it is something that I've noticed. I was like, yeah. wait, but you really like Pop, Pop Smoke? Smoke? Only had I do. Like, he was a flash in a pan, and not yeah, you know, because okay. of tragedy, but because he, you know, he wasn't around long enough to to stick with that style to to the point where i could cement him in the same category um the other thing about jay-z that i kind of hold against his career is the rollout of blueprint 2 which is to this day the single most expensive album ever made in terms of marketing and production and Mm -hmm. was commercially a failure by comparison and it's too long and it's like super bloated and i think is kind of just like not there compared to a lot of other stuff like reasonable doubt and like the original like life and times of s carter like all that shit bangers solid super good like everywhere blueprint mm-hmm. one and blueprint three both solid blueprint three is like a little feels a little like very in its era for what it is now but solid pop hits on it that were like big at the time i don't even i'm not even mad at magna carta like that album has like some some bad stuff on it but overall yeah. like that was a time and a place for me and i still appreciate it and 444 is just like great and unique mm-hmm. it's just that like i think by himself he is very focused in a way that's just not necessarily the most accessible. I, I go to him compared to anybody else from like his contemporaries. Ever, all of his other contemporaries, it's like an easier listen. You know what I mean? I think that that's just like something I would hold against the discography. Okay. So I, I say super high B plus. Like respect. Yeah. Obviously, culturally, he like changed the fucking game. The S. Carter shoes, no, the whole I think, thing. No, I think, like, I, think, I think you put out an incredibly cogent defense of your power. Of your boys, yeah. Bring this energy. I'm, to I'm not upset with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think and, about the careers a lot, man. Yeah. Just wait till we get Kanye on here. This could, this oh could be like God. a half hour breakdown. <laughs> That's what I said. I am genuinely enjoying like when Kanye happens, like, we shut down practicing. the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we only it's time. Yeah. Like, Hit the, like, the red button. We're finally doing it. <laughs> like the bomb sirens <laughs> going <fine>. off. Like, <laughs> hmm. All right. All right. So, let's get to cool. our reviews. Yes. All um, right. This should we start with the tumultuous one? <laughs> <laughs> we can start with whatever one you want. I do not care. Let's, do, let's start with Insano. Okay. Insano. All right. So Kid Cuddy's. I have no idea what number album this is. Is this tenth, eleventh, something like that? Like, I right, stop counting. Do we count in Galactic? I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's an album. Has an album. All right, hold on. Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon Two. Indicud. Yes. Satellite flight, flight. speed and bullet, speed bullet. Yes. passion pain, passion pain, man on the moon three. Do we count kids see ghost? Mm, do we count watch the throne and Kanye's? Because that's like the same kind of thing. Mm, no, I I do agree we, that there's. Do we the count same what thing. it's time to be no, alive? Do not. <laughs> okay, so passion, passion pain, man on the moon three, intergalactic. Okay. And here we are, Insane on nine. Nine. Okay, wow. so nine studio album. I think we reckon. 
Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Give or take one. Yeah. Uh, and well, we've made it. Yeah, we made it. Nine. Uh, came out last week. How old is K? K. Cuddy is thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. He's not kidding. He's up there. He's about to turn forty. Yeah. On the thirtieth. Yeah. Can I tell you both something crazy <clears throat> super quick? Here we go. Okay. I, yeah. This is not this is not a hot take. It's just like something I've realized. I think of them as being in such different eras of music, but he and Frank Ocean are like within, I think, two or three years of each other in age. And I know that like Frank Ocean started in 09 with, you know, yeah. fucking Nostalgia Ultra and whatever, but like Cuddy, I just think of as being like prior, like because the Jay-Z, the Kanye era of like classic early shit. Frank so. Ocean had an entire career before Nostalgia Ultra because he was I, a songwriter. Yeah, 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 no, 100%. Just, like, I think of, like, his solo career as being, like, removed from that, I guess. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, we have, like, two Frank Ocean albums to constantly repeat over and over compared yeah. to, like, nine Kid Cudi. 100%, yeah. yeah. It, like, keeps him in that place in time. Also, Brandon, show the people your shirt. Oh, true, true. Oh, That's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, no, I don't really even wear it. This is mostly Rachel's shirt now. But for this podcast, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Yeah, it was I was a, able to take it back. It, it, it <laughs> was the one that came with the Man on the Moon 2 CD back in the day. Damn. Uh, I damn. refused to let it go. <laughs> and you shouldn't. Yeah. That's a classic. So, yeah, needless to say, big Kid Cudi fan. However, I will say I'm also very critical of missteps yes. he's had. Although I also think, like, it has been, like, nonlinear. You know, I really thought – I thought Man on the Moon 3 was a huge success for Kid Cudi. <clears throat> Yes. You know, kid, I thought Kid See Ghost was a huge success. I know he doesn't count as part of his discography, but like I think it was a huge success for him. I think Enter Galactic was <clears throat> compared to what we're talking about today, like pretty cool and like interesting. Um so yeah. But I gotta say, like, this is uh this is a myth for me. Like I, I did not you, you know say a myth or a myth? myth. A myth. Okay. Right, like it's just like it's not, it's not the worst thing I've heard from Kid Cudi by far. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This was a kind of, this is probably one of the harder albums I've had to get through for the podcasts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I so, honestly, the more I listen to it, the more I agree. Um, this has been the weirdest launch for a Kid Cudi album for me because. All three of us are like really big fans of Kid Cudi overall. So even coming into this, based off the singles we heard, my expectations honestly wasn't even that high. Um, I yeah. would settled for like, okay, <laughs> to be honest. If I had like four or five good songs, I think I would have been like, okay, this is this is what it is. This is where we are in this point of his career. Um, but with that being said, I don't even know if he really met my expectations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I had, like, pretty tame expectations. Because uh, I, you know, I also can't ignore, like, the elephant of context that is like, oh, this is releasing in January. I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> not that everything that releases in January is bad, but it's like, you know. And not that this is bad, but it's just, like, definitely felt like just a very unimpressive bouts and just like kind of repetitive and a slog, you know, it Mm. didn't like offend me the way speeding bullet to heaven did. And, you know, I don't think it quite bored me as much as like satellite flight, but it was just like, 
there there were a couple songs on it I enjoyed, but for the most part, it was just kind of difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. Well, J- Jasper, you haven't spoken yet. Well, what do you think in terms of like coming into the album or your expectations? I don't know that I necessarily went in with expectations because he was so vocal about it being like, I'm doing something different. I'm going to change things around. It's not going to be Man on the Moon 4, like yada, yada, yada. And I was it's like, definitely right, not Man yeah. on the Moon 4. He did. Oh, we, know. We, we know. We know. definitely and, not and, Man and on the Moon 4. He's right. And, <laughs> and the other thing that he said was he's like, I'm having so much fun just like branching out and like making it and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, if you if it's like something that you're passionate about and you enjoy it, then, you know, mm-hmm. Surely that's got to, like, transfer through somewhere and be, like, you know, maybe not infectious, but, like, apparent. And I would say that that is. I think that this album is, like, critically, obviously, not the best of his. We've seen the highs and the lows of the discography. Um, but at the same time, it it doesn't have... It's not like... It's, it's definitely not lifeless. It's definitely not, like... I, I wouldn't say it's boring. There are part, There are low parts that are, like a little derivative i would say of like where the the rest of the songs kind of go and the energy that they have but overall like i enjoyed going through it 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 does feel a little a little long even though it's only an hour just because i think of the number of tracks but overall i'm not necessarily mad at it like i can't i wouldn't put this below say like i don't know this this might be tied for me with passion pain passion pain is a project that i actually really like for like very different reasons Mm-hmm. And it took time. Like, I, when I started listening to it, I didn't really appreciate it. It had a long-ass runtime. And to an extent, IndyCud was the same way. Because IndyCud has some absolute classics on it. But it's also very long. And it's a, a commitment to listen to. Yeah. And this kind of feels like that, but just, like, in a totally different context. And obviously, you know, we don't know if any of these songs are going to really age all that well yet. No, we don't. Wow, Passion Pain was an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's an hour and a half. Well, it's yeah. the first thing he put out in. Well, I guess was it was twenty. He put it out in twenty sixteen, very end so, of yeah. very end of twenty sixteen, and then he put out Speeding Bullet in like 2015. early twenty fifteen, I think. Yeah. yeah, so it was like almost two year gap. Yeah, yeah. December fourth, two thousand fifteen, for Speeding Bullet. Oh, so it was about a year. Never mind. December sixteenth, two thousand sixteen, for yeah. Passion Pain. Yeah, because I remember him talking about it. I remember him saying that, like, Passion Pain was, like, a bunch of stuff that he was experimenting with and, like, playing with. And because people were asking him, like, where's Man on the Moon 3? Where's Man on the Moon 3? And he was like, oh, it's coming. And I think he turned around and basically was like, you know what? I want these songs for, like, a different project. I think that was, like, his Birds in the Trap moment. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's I think, weird. like, my thing with Passion Pain and Demon Slain is... I think it's a very rocky and inconsistent album. I think there are some highs on it. Like I like uh, "Surfing." I think is a song. Yeah, the song. You know, song. Probably. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of songs that like on "Passion Pain" and "Demon Slain." Uh, but like that is the one that should be called "Insano" because it kind of goes all like it really is like more experimental and kind of goes all over the place. I think "Insano" is certainly more consistent. I I do not think there are parts that are as like as excruciating for me to get through as Passion Pain, but at the same time, like there also isn't the same highs for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. I mean, that's for fair. me personally, that's, very, you know? that's fair. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like because this is just like you know, Passion Pain is all over the place, and I think it mostly kind of flops, but it is all over the place, right? This I feel like is kind of like a very 
monotone, like kind of generic, upbeat party Kid Cudi, which yeah. I don't mind as like four or five songs on an 18 song project like Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there are a handful of really good ones on this project. I just think like it gets lost in the sauce, man. I think it gets lost in the sauce real bad this week. Can I share a take with you? Here we go. Okay. I think that all of our criticisms are totally valid, and I feel very much the same way. I think this could be maybe two thirds the length, maybe even less, and be better. Yeah. Mm. But I think that overall, the main thing that we're kind of bouncing off here. The like sonic shift is is a big part of it. You know, he's got like this newer like partier sound, which we haven't really seen since like 2012. And yeah. when he did that sound in 2012, the landscape of music was just different, right? Very. Yeah. So I I feel like I feel like what we're seeing here is that like he's not necessarily at this point in his career making music for us or like our generation at all, and he's like trying to appeal to literally the crowd we saw booing him at Summer Smash. That I is mean, very possible. I yeah, it's I don't just, hate that rationale. I don't I, even think they would really enjoy this, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound like Yeah, because it sounds like would have heard that's, that's true. Smash. I think it almost sounds like people half a step older. I, I think this is almost for people half a step older than me. Hmm. You know, like this feels a lot like old dudes vacationing in Paris music for, to me. You know, was, like <laughs> man, uh, it's it's so funny because are, are you telling me that there are fellas in Paris? I okay. <laughs> I I literally text Brandon, what? and it's weird. It, it's weird, like listening to Kid Cudi nowadays because we grew up in that era where we saw the dark side of Kid Cudi, and I feel like he is going to eventually fall into those categories where, like, oh, I love Chance, but like he was in a dark place when he made acid rap. It's like mm-hmm. I love Kid Cudi, but he was in a dark place when he made Man on the Moon. Yeah, this almost—I <laughs> made a joke, but like this reminds me like a Sunday school teacher. Like <laughs> he's basically telling you that like, oh, I've been through like sad stuff, but it's just like up and lifting and partying and like it—it it just the words doesn't match, and like the history of Kid Cudi just doesn't really match what I'm listening to. So it's almost like I'm not even listening to Kid Cudi. How many? upbeat songs can you have in an album where you're like i'm super high right now and it's like yeah. okay yeah but like most people aren't partying when they're high right yeah, now is like, that like how do you go an hour yeah, you get high, and, high you... and dancing like yeah. it just doesn't make sense i don't know you've seen them on stage with MGMT. <laughs> we, we know the, we know there's canon for this <laughs> that's fair that's fair i uh no i i definitely i agree with that and yeah it's just like there's just like that disconnect but yeah it just it, it, it's who is this for? And the other who thing is, is that, for? like, I don't think <laughs> the thing is that, like, it's called Insano. And yes, I will say that it's like a like a new, like a different sound for Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will definitely say it's a different sound and like not an awful one either. But new, I think, is a stretch because I think it's like a very generic party hip hop sound. Now, mm-hmm. look, this is this is a week out and I've only listened to it twice. We'll see if I can revisit it. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. But I, I just don't think it's like that crazy or innovative of a sound. I think it's like a very safe party track sound. And with that in mind, it's very hard to be like, oh, this yeah. is incredible. You know, like this is some bold new direction, some bold new take. 
that's actually one thing I wanted to cover as well because I, I was also venting. I'm starting to not like DJ Drama. I'm not gonna lie. Everything he's been in recently, he's just been irritating me with his commentary. Yeah, but like he opens yeah. up the album with him saying, like, recreated the sound, recreated the culture. We, and I was just like Sir, were you there in 2007 what? when Pursuit of <laughs> Happiness dropped? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, this isn't even that sound anyway. So it's no, like, it's not, what yeah. sound are you even referring to? What yeah. are you claiming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did... I'm curious. Are there like any tracks that stand out to both of you as being like ones that you really like or ones that you really dislike? Because I could think of a few that I, I go both ways on. Oh, I, I, have, a, I have a few that I liked for sure. Um, should, should we go through some of them then? Yeah. Okay. Well, Brandon, are you ready? Are yeah. Some of the ones you were referring to. So the one I liked was I liked "Wow" with ASAP Rocky. Yeah, yes. that's, that, that made was one. Likes. I liked yeah. "Keep Keep Bouncing." Yeah. Uh, I thought "Too Damn High" was funny and like in a laughing with him kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at the party, I thought was pretty good. At the uh, party is one that grew on me because that was a single, yeah. and I didn't care for it when I first heard it. And in yeah. the context of the album, I think it really works. Yeah, I also I, I also liked Blue Sky and Hit the Streets in my Nikes. Blue Sky uh, is really nice. Yeah, Blue but, Sky is what made me think of that MGMT him dancing. That yeah. is the perfect song of him dancing on stage. On yeah. it also reminds me of like some of the more like upbeat music on Intergalactic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but speaking like of Lil Wayne, riff. I didn't love the Lil Wayne appearance on here. Yeah. A lot of the features uh, actually were not good. On I did not. Yeah, I, uh, I like Travis Scott's inclusions. Believe it or not. Yeah, his are I'm decent. A, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very harsh Travis Scott feature guy. But <laughs> yes. no, I, I like Travis Scott's inclusions. I really did not like the Young Thug feature. Yeah, that's not. Just I okay. did not like the Lil Wayne feature. Hated the X nope. feature. Despised um, it. Yeah, <laughs> it was just very bad. I, I like think... Lil Yachty's, but it, but it only because it fit in the song. Me too. The ending yeah. of his feature. Honestly, just kind of like <laughs> the, the t- after at the party, the track list gets kind of brutal for me. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Like this was like when it kind of, kind of brutal. Porsche Topless, I think, was like a a a warm pool at the end of a desert where it's like it's not it's almost gr- like I'm yeah. familiar with this. Like, That's it's it. not a bad song. It's not a bad song. I liked seeing it live. But just I, I just don't love it, you know. Mm, uh, but yeah. it was better than like the previous five or six tracks. And then I like Blue Sky and the final track more than more than Porsche Tablas. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this album, if you cut out pretty much everything between At the Party and Porsche Tablas, you'd have a stronger project. Yeah, you would like definitely have a stronger, stronger project. project. I think it would still be a project that like struggles with an identity. Yeah, and like. Or it clearly wants an identity that it doesn't have, which is to be, like, off the wall and creative. When in reality, like, sure, it's, like, not bad, but it's also, like, fairly safe, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, agree, I agree with that prognosis, I guess would be the word. Neither of you brought up two of my favorite songs which from one? this. Which one? Was it Cut Life? No. Electrowave Baby. Electrowave okay. Baby was good. I, it's I so fun. The way it opens is just different. That's I, like different. That you want to talk about different sound? I'd say that's up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think my favorite song, honestly, so far might be "Tale of a Night." Really, "Tale of a Night" been, was okay. I like "Tale of a Night." I've been through this album probably three times now. Um, and honestly, one of the things I actually appreciate about it 
I always wanted Cuddy that was like a little had a little more oomph that I could like work out to, and this is that. So like I'm not mad at, at at it from that perspective, but that's about it. Like it's not deep, introspective, method like but uh, not methodical. I guess it is me- methodical is what I'm looking for, but like it doesn't have those qualities. So it's it's definitely a different feeling. But those two songs hit. I like that like section of album. Wow, mm. Electroid Baby, Kill the Night, Cut Life, Too Damn High, all like a good yeah. kind of yeah. run. That that was a good run, at least yeah, in terms is. of the whole album. Yeah, and then to me it's just like. And you know what? I do like At The Party. I think it is a good song. Yeah. It is, like, still not as good as I would want a song with Pharrell, Kid Cudi, and Travis Scott to be. You know it's what I mean? It's slow, too. It's, like, weirdly yeah, slow. Yeah, right? You know? so It's like you're good too song. drunk at the party. That good song. <laughs> not an amazing yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a take recently about Pharrell Williams where a lot of his beats he's been producing recently, like, just haven't really been up to par with his, like, no, because all of his creative juice is at his creative juice is all at Louis Vuitton yeah, right now. Yeah, it's all I, I, I guess so, but it, it this is a great example of like this is like it almost lulls you to sleep. It's like Pharrell, you're supposed to be one of the greatest producers ever, and it's yeah. like this is a very basic beat. In yeah, my yeah, I agree. I with think you. I think the last like really complete things he worked on were like some of the things cash he did for Pop out. Pop Smoke. <laughs> Well, Cash yeah. and Cash Out is a single, but as like a project, like Pusha yeah. T, like it's almost dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either that. Well, he's almost dry. <laughs> yeah. He's the only artist other than LP to have produced and run the Jewels proper song mm. on like one of the numbered albums. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He produced just the Slave Dollars one. Mm. Okay. But yeah. Um, I mean, but another thing I was actually going to say, kind of building off of that. I, I don't. It, it almost felt like Kid Cudi is fighting an uphill battle right now. I feel like he notices he's at the tail end of his career, and even if he's trying to experiment with something new, it didn't feel like he had the support when it came out. I was talking to Jasper about this. Like, obviously, it doesn't mean everything, but like when you look at media and you look at promoting and marketing mm-hmm. for an actual album, the day of release. Even Travis Scott himself, who's on both albums, who's more on this album than 21 Savages, only posted 21. All of the like actual content creators was talking about 21 Savage. It, and I feel like even the input of what people gave Kid Cudi, like the Travis Scott is good, the ASAP Rocky is good, the Yachty is okay, but like, how did Little Wayne just like not put in yeah. his best best effort? How did Young Thug not put in his best yeah. effort? Why did you even go for XXX? Yeah, like, and if you are going for like a younger, feel like doing that? And if you are going for a younger crowd, is this the features who are going to draw them? You know, right? Maybe True. X, Does but like X sense? has been, he's been gone, dead for six for... years. Like, <laughs> put it to rest. Yeah. Um. So it, it's just I, I don't know if he just didn't have the support behind him. I don't know if. Maybe there wasn't someone there to be like, hey, take this in or take this out or maybe include this or take that out or whatever it might be. But it just feels very kind of thrown together. I see the effort, but it came out with poor quality, in my opinion. It feels like singles that were like made and then packaged. It it doesn't feel like an album to me. There's no way he sat down and pressed play from start to finish and thought like these all don't sound the same. Like, like, so. So if we think, if we think like, yeah, there's some weak features on here. Who would we rather have seen on here? 
like uh, not just like if these people had better features but like who like maybe to appeal to a different demographic like a younger demographic or whatever top of i could think of a few tizo yeah. tizo would have been wild yeah yeah tizo uh are we saying we're going for a younger crowd yeah like let's say let's say yeah it's like what if he wants to come back and do summer smash again and yeah, like tizo, you know, Uzi. blow people away you know, Uzi would have been. I, I was thinking Uzi. He's, 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 there's a beat on here that really sounds like an Uzi beat. Which one is it? Um, shit. Cardi. I was thinking Yeet for yeah. like the energy. Nah, I Yeet. would say Yeet. I would. Trippy yeah. Red. Like these are all people he's worked he's with. Worked, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like he's worked with these people before, right? Right. So. Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver would have been, been perfect. Yeah, Don, Don Tolliver on like tortured would have been so good. Yeah, 100. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it just seemed like there was a lot. There was a lot. He could have had Sheck West on like some kind of hype song, you know. Like, uh, Dude, get on. Oh, Jid get on Funky Lil. Wizard Smoke. Yeah. yeah, get Jid. Get Jid Lil. on Funky yeah. Wizard Smoke because that beat sounds like something off a of Forever Story. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. So look, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's like fucking awful. I don't think it was, but like, yeah, it was a disappointment. And like, I don't look. Here's the thing: they can't all be fucking zingers. We'll see what the next one is. This isn't, you know, it's it's not so bad. It's going to ruin any expectations I have of Kid Cudi in the future. But it's also not so good that it's gonna insert itself into my daily rotation either. I think for me, some of these songs will. The album will not. No. 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 I, dude, I I unfortunately forced myself to... I don't yeah. want to say forced because it comes off way more negative than I intend. But I did force myself to listen to this at like five times. Yeah. And the more I listened to it, the more I was like, I'm not going to add this to my playlist. Yeah. It just... Enough. I can't see it happening. Do we want to go grades and then get to 21? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go C. Just straight C. Purpose? I was, honestly, I was gonna say a C minus. This is below his average, like his personal average. Yeah. I think, like actually, if you go to his actual discography that we went through, I enjoy almost every other album minus like two. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna go like a C minus. I, I know a C minus almost like it seems like it's gonna be detrimental to his discography and how I see him going forward, but like it's getting to that point. If I get right. another album like this. I'm going to start looking at him like I look at him and I'm not going to lie. Okay. No, keep it, keep it real with us. I, I appreciate it. Jasper. I'm going to go, I'm going to go B minus just because I think there's potential in like the sound, some of the sounds here, they're not yeah. like revolutionary, but at the same time, if he tightens this up and like gives us a, an album with dynamics, like, you know, we have some of this and then we have some slow stuff, kind of like how we get man. One of the things that's so great about man on the moon three is like, it slows down in the yeah. middle. It's it gives phases. you that sense. Yeah, it's the it, it's the the phases of the moon. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but like like uh, what is that song? Elsa's Baby Boy in the middle that just like kind of cuts everything down. Like that's like had the some... only song I hate on that album. Right, but it's essential for yeah. like the pacing of it. If you think yeah. of, like you think about the way it runs, um, but like stuff like that. Like if we could get some of that mixed in, just like that energy with this, and like give it more of an identity. Like make the highs high versus like the whole thing is just like kind of all over. I, I could see like future projects leaning off of this and like improving upon this formula. But yeah, for me right now it's B minus. Maybe a B, we'll see how it ages. 
Yeah. And we'll see how they are live if he tours. I would love to see what some of these songs are like live. I should, I'm sure these will be more interesting live than the artist recordings. Yeah, I don't know about that with Jeff. Uh, like, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I don't. Know I think it's gonna. Them. I think it's gonna be the the honestly nevermind effect. That is where it's like be... he does it live, and it's like, oh, I kind of like. See, like I the see thing is, the, the thing is that there. like I I I've had that exact experience with Kid Cudi because mm-hmm. I went to the Passion Pain and Demon Slade tour. Remember, it was our Rosh Hashanah moment. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, was I wrong about Passion Pain and Demon Slaying? And I wasn't <laughs> like, I... <laughs> True. We'll see. Time will tell, man. We'll and see. And I was not. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would say B- right now. But like, it's it's, <laughs> it's not a B- in like, I'm not going to go back. Like, I'm definitely... Tale of the Night and like a couple of the songs are definitely in the rotation. And they're going to stay there for a while, for sure. This is like, if I want to go running and I want to listen to Kid Cudi and I'm not running distance, like, this is what I'm going to listen to. Like, this project. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess we're landing on a C. Yeah. We're All in right. C range. All right. Now let's move on to 21. 21. 21. Yes. Adlib. 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 All right. So we have our second review of the night. Uh, 21 Savage, The American Dream. Boys, how I'm do you feel lie. about this one? Much more excited. I'm not going to lie. I, this one I did like this one a lot more. Um, I still have like some reservations i still think this is kind of a january album uh but i liked it a lot more than insano i will be honest more than i even thought i would because <clears throat> some backstory for me expectations, then, well, here's the, well the thing is I, I didn't have any because like this thing was announced and dropped so fast right but i guess i had hopes and like here's my thing right is i did not like issa at all mm-hmm. like it's an album i thought that was a very bad album uh i didn't hate 21 savage but i was like okay well he's clearly doing a lot of collab albums a lot of collabs you know he's a heavy feature artist i just don't think he can carry an album by himself right mm-hmm. and then i am greater than i was drops um and that just proved me wrong like i think that is a the the growth between those two albums was insane. Huge. Like one of the most insane growths between an album I've ever seen in my life, I would say. And then he's had a stellar feature run ever since, including some awesome. You know, I think Savage Mode Two came out between "I Am Greater Than I Was" in this, and then mm-hmm. "Her Loss," which I you know liked a lot more than most Drake projects. Um. So. I was I was hoping to see that growth again because I thought he was building with it with his feature run and everything. And I don't think I got it. I think I got a really solid album that is way closer to I Am Greater Than What I Was than Issa. I hmm. do think this one specifically is like a huge missed opportunity in terms of not doing a concept album. But... Something I do think about this album is I think there are a lot of ways it could have been improved and been a more exciting project that aren't make it a concept album. And we'll get into that as we go through it. So Mm -hmm. I I do see this as like a, you know, it's a six yard run. It's not going to convert anything. It's not going (laughs) to save the game. But it's, you know, you do a couple of those and you get, you'll end up in the end zone, right? Uh, so I don't want to call it a misstep because I think that's unfair to, like, the work that's in front of us. 
Like, I think it's good enough that I wouldn't call it a misstep, but a missed opportunity for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, it's called <clears throat> the American Dream. He has a very famous immigration issue, right? Yes. It is an issue that defines our life, and maybe more so for me than other people on this podcast. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. so I thought this was a huge opportunity for him to, like, you know, deliver something with substance, which I am greater than I was, wasn't a substanceless project, you know, and neither is this, but it's just not what it could have been. But it's still mm-hmm. not bad. It is. I, I, when I watch the Fantano review, he makes a huge point up front to say that this is by no stretch a regression for 21 Savage. And I see why he said that because it isn't. But it just mm-hmm. isn't the progression I wanted to see either. Oh, I wish I watched the Fantano one. I didn't see the video before uh, this. Yeah. Um, it showed up well, on autoplay and I just didn't stop it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but Jasper, did you want to go first then? Sure. I feel like you um, went last last time. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this album. Um, oh, really? No, I I'm not a fan of 21 as anything but a feature. I think like I've tried his other stuff and just bounced off it. Um, I take a lot of issue with some of the cliches here and like how they're kind of carried out. I think that like the whole concept is pretty cliche when it comes to like just the face of rap and like yeah he has a different story and a different understanding based yeah. on like his his background but i think that that it's kind of played out um i think that the whole identity that he puts forward for the entire album and then kind of doesn't about face on on dark days makes dark days feel super disingenuous and i don't care for that i think that's kind of like a, a bit of a slap in the face to like the rest of the project when it's like you know a kind of such a back and forth um and i don't like his flow like i've just as a feature i like it but every song sounds very similar to me personally not like toward the later half there's a lot that's that's like there's like a little bit of differentiation Mm -hmm. travis's feature i don't think is his best work and i don't think it's better than the stuff on cuddy from him but Mm -hmm. at least it's got like some energy like some difference to me Every single savage flow sounds like this. Yeah. Turned around, looked at my homie, turned into a bitch, pussy. That's yeah, like the yeah. whole, like the entire project. I'm you're good. Not, like, you're this not doesn't wrong. do it. This doesn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I think Doja Cat is fun. I like Doja Cat's <laughs> feature Cat was, a lot. It's yeah. one of the best parts of the album. We're gonna get one, into that. One hundred percent one yeah. of the best parts of the album. <laughs> it was. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting because, like, I think even though I feel very differently about this album, like, I I do kind of relate with everything you're saying. I think mm. the first half of this album is like 21 kind of like in the the flow state. I think the opening seven tracks are really strong. Mm-hmm. And in After that, that, yeah. Yeah. And then in that moment, I was like, oh, maybe 21 is kind of like a Pusha T who like he, he does. He has the yeah. one thing, but he does yeah. it really well. He does right? it very well. Perhaps. Right. But <laughs> yeah. then I do think like one of the things I think like besides making this a concept album would have improved it would Mm -hmm. have been uh more sonic diversity i definitely agree that like it is a lot of samey stuff and like don't get me wrong red rum hits but like i you can't have like an (laughs) album of red rum right i think like one of my even though i think the back half is much weaker there are still songs i really like uh i think what was the one fucking wild ass name uh should have wore a bonnet. I think it's just like very, very fun. Like, um, 
I kind of agree that I preferred Travis on Insano. I preferred him on At the Party, and I like this yeah. more than the Get Off Me Bitch song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. And I thought Letter to My Brother was like, with the more soul sample kind of vibe, I thought was like a nice twist of Sonic Diversity. But I almost feel like that is so close to what 21 Savage usually does that almost doesn't count. Right, mm -hmm. like I'll give them on the songs with Brett Fias and Summer Walker, but like I yeah, want I want to hear bro. more stretches, you know. Yeah, there's I, I agree one through five, like up through Sneaky, I actually liked, and I was like, this is going in a direction I I can enjoy. Yeah, pop your shit took me out of it so hard, so hard, and pop your shit. <laughs> after that, everything from yeah. there up until Red Sky, I was like, uh. -uh. Yeah. Do I it. do really like, like Red Sky. That's reasonable. I yeah. So I, I thought Dangerous was like the first. So like, here's the thing about Poppy shit is I like every part of it except that bar. Every time that yeah, bar happens, the toilet. Wow, it's like I'm sorry. Who are your collaborators and your contemporaries? And you're making toilet jokes. Shut yeah. No. You're so, no. No. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I yeah. Uh, I just I just like that's okay. I just like the rest of that song. Yeah. That's uh, right. And then I think listen, Letter to My Brother is actually like where he, we get some substance and stuff. But then, you know, Dangerous is where the wheels start to fall off for me. You and know then, what? like, even though I don't hate Nina, it is like one of the weaker songs on the album. Yeah. I think See the Real is like really one of the, oof, one of the harder ones to get through for me. Uh, but I, I did mean... like, I did like Prove It a lot. I did like Should Have Worn a Bonnet. Just yeah. Like Me was okay. And then Red Sky. Uh, I kind of fell off. Yeah, Definitely. Red Sky. I think like it kind of whimpers out. I think after mm. the song with Burner Boy, I think like I honestly would have cut it there. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that's just so difficult for me about him is that like so much of it is like so serious, but then the bars just like do not reflect that. Yeah, like there are just rhymes and shit that just completely take you out. It's either like it, commit to the bit or don't, you know, it's like, and that's very much how I felt about early Drake. And then when I started to bounce off Drake late, like just after like, um, um, like right when views came out, it was like, you're either like singing and you're committing to like that bit for like this particular song mm. or you're like going hard and, you know, talking about your boys and the money and everything else. And like, he he has that issue but it's like he'll continue to say stuff that's hard but just do it with like the stupidest possible bars and it's like <laughs> i can't take it seriously and yeah. i couldn't take it seriously back in 2016 and i don't think i can take it seriously now i mean the thing is at least for 21 Savage, because you're right he does have the same type of flow and i feel like doing his feature run especially towards the like end of it mm -hmm. it is like oh it's another 21 savage feature and there yeah. are a couple of features that we saw on albums at the end of last year. We're just like, it's it's just another 21. Especially yeah. the one that was on Drake's album. We're just yeah. like, you just did a whole album together. We know the sound. We know mm. what you're going to say. It is going to be repetitive. Yeah. Um, but it, it's enough for me. The way I looked at the album, it's just a list of bangers. And I'm able to pick them out. Um, I don't think it is a big progression step. But it, it is no regression, in my opinion. Um, yeah. in terms of where he sits, at least in terms of like the industry, he you have to realize he's coming from <laughs> Torn Savage used to literally be like the gangster trap 
sound at the time. Slaughter King, Savage Mode. Yeah. That literally was like, okay, this is serious and the lyrics are serious. Like it literally sounds yeah. like he's rapping like he lived through it. I feel like once he hit it's an album and went from there, he has a very different role within the industry. Yeah. And it's not very clear for him. Or it's not clear for anyone. Uh, you looked at his Instagram, <laughs> his Instagram page, and his profile picture is like the mini version of him with a big head, like in a diaper, like as a meme. But it's like, how are you a meme, but also like still rapping about yeah. it? Yeah. So he it, also went through that balance. huge financial literacy phase mm-hmm. where like that's like where all he was talking about, which was cool. Or just wearing the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Him. yeah it, it's absolutely good for him. And like even on Instagram, his live videos, he's singing R&B like as a joke. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, you're British. And, there was an opportunity for you to fully commit, like, okay, I'm not trumpets. Going, literally, <laughs> it's like I'm not going to do the full gangster rap anymore because I'm already known for that. Let me make something like a concept album. Tell you lads. It just, yeah. it, it was not there essentially. But I do like the pacing of this album, although he does sound, I agree. his flow is pretty much the, the pacing's, same. The pacing's not bad. Yeah. Right. It, it's able to break it up. You get the hard rap, then you do the Doge Cat. Then you get the hard rap, and then you get like an up or a, something more sentimental, like a letter to my brother. Then you go back to Dangerous, which I actually did like. I don't like Little Dirk, but I actually liked his feature on the song. I yeah, know, like, I, I like Little. I liked Little Dirk's feature. I just didn't mm-hmm. love the song as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's good pacing, and if I'm being honest, I we don't get a lot of traditional length albums anymore, which is typically 13 to 15 this is an actual like normal lift album and it was very refreshing yeah that's so. nice to see mm-hmm. um yeah i i think that one of the big things also is just like like i don't even necessarily mind like the flow and the pacing as long as it's clever mm-hmm. but like a lot of the rhyming is pretty loose and then like with that his voice is just very monotonous. Like if he changed up the energy level that he were bringing to the delivery, I think it would it just would do help. so much, so mm-hmm. much. But because every single song is like almost like spoken word, like the same tone, it's just difficult to differentiate lyrically, mm-hmm. musically. Sure. But it's like, like the first couple songs again, have like really strong instrument instrumentals, like all of me, beautiful like Mm. nice you know the chords whatever else is going on there same goes for nhie and it's just like doja cat creeping in the background doing her little vocal inflections yeah but then yeah and then you start to lose me it's like the the uniqueness of the sound instrumentally starts to go and when all that's left to focus on really is his voice it just Mm. is not it doesn't cut it for me personally and that that is a real uh, or a real thing I should say. There's several artists. Chance was a big one when Chance first came out. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, "I hate his voice." Yeah, I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just West Side Gun it doesn't work. West Side Gun, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think it takes time for artists like that to find, yeah, like their inflection that works. And I oh. I think Twenty One's found the one that's commercially successful. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's found the one that's artistically the most interesting. I think that's fair. I don't hate that that's one. A good way to put it. Yep. You know, that's a good way to put it. I also just think like you know he's, you know, it's like, it's like a dish, right? Like some food is better, like, in yeah. co- like bacon, right? Like bacon is great when you add it to an omelet or pasta, but mm-hmm. like just bacon on its own is just uh, delicious. But hey, I'm agree- eating bacon on my own, <laughs> right? It's but easy like, to overdo it. Yeah, yeah I know. It's very easy to overdo it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not yes. interesting. 
It's just eating mm-hmm. greasy meat out of a bag, which we've all done. But <laughs> which like, we won't do anyway. <laughs> it's like I'll see you at three a.m. in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll do it again. <laughs> you can't stop me. But yeah, it's like I think he's just better as part of an ensemble, right? And it's yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so yeah, and uh, yeah. So we've already gone over our favorites. Do we? Do we know like well, Purvis? You're the biggest twenty one fan here. What do you Probably, want? Yeah. What do you want Twenty One to do from here? Like, where would you want him to go? It's it's tricky because like my instincts whenever I get this question is like, oh, I want a concept album, yeah. but I also don't know like. I would prefer. What I he think, has to say. Like, well, this was it though, right? Because like the, the, him talking about like his immigration process right. is like it's literally thing, called American Dream. Is yeah. the thing he could offer the world, right? So it's like it was that's his like, biggest thing lately. That's like his shot. You know, <laughs> so I think what I'm really interested in is like what kind of sonic diversity could we get from 21 Savage, mm. right? Like, is he going to push him sound at all? Well, I don't think, I don't think he, he hasn't pushed things, it. But like, he can try. <laughs> I don't think he hasn't pushed it at all. I just think he hasn't pushed it enough. You know, to be mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. Someone get this man locked in a studio with Benny X and yeah. see what happens. Like yeah, somebody yeah. who will offer a beat that will force him to change it up. Let me get a, let me get a, yeah. And like, another thing is I think he needs to start putting more work into his solo work. You know, I think he's great on features, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. Like we've kind of gotten to Matt, like, you know, peak 21 Savage where we're not like, Oh great. He's on it. But like, it's not like he's bad either. Like, I have a take. Okay. I think that his two features on Utopia are better than most of this album. Yeah. Features on Utopia, Amazon Prime. Give him two days. I bet he drop on Topia Twins. That goes hard. Yeah. And then he's on so uh, till further I, notice. Yeah, further and notice. even then, he has some stupid lines. Thought I gave you the keys to my heart, but it's froze. What is this fucking middle school? But like, know. even so, it matches the music, and he's like doing yeah. something with a different beat. I don't know. And that's I just think, not present. I think like there. I, I think in terms of tone matching music, I think there's a lot of that on this project. I think there's Prove It. I think there's Red Rum. Oh yeah, uh, I'm just saying the the cadence, like the yeah. beat is a little different. Oh, so I don't, I don't think different. your take is that yeah. odd. I don't think that take is insane at all. But I, I, I do think in that specific point, I actually think we're doing pretty. I, I think he's doing pretty good on this. Okay. But yeah, no. So like, I enjoyed it. There are absolutely songs that are going to probably make it into my rotation off this. But like, I don't know if it's an <laughs> album I'll be revisiting all that much. Yeah, I'll take those songs. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. And Should we do a grade? Yeah, let's do a grade, and then let's do our recommendations to get the fuck out of here for this week. Because we have we have a big episode coming next week with Mick Jenkins and MF Doom. Yes. We'll see if we punt MF Doom to the first of the first. MF episode. Jenkins. Yeah. We do have our 100 episode coming up soon. I know. Like, in three episodes. <laughs> I know. I know. Think about it. Anyway, what are, what's the yes. grade we're giving this? I'm giving this a, a B. I'm giving this a B for just, like, keeping tone, keeping pace, having, like, a good batch of bangers, but, like, just not continuing the progress that I think he had from album one to two. Mm. All right, Jasper? 21 could not do something for me, so I'm going to give it a C. Okay. Okay. That is completely fair. Um... I'm going to go with a BB plus around that range. BB plus the same reasons as Brandon. I don't think he took a step back. I think it's a, it's just a lateral step. And until we figure out whatever his vision or goal is, 
I can't even imagine what's going to happen next. Yeah. What we'll see. I think you and I are pretty much in exactly the same place as we were when we reviewed The House is Burning. Mm-hmm. And I think we had very similar criticisms of oh, yeah. Isaiah Rashad at the time, too, where it's like the album... going to make you revisit it. <laughs> doesn't, yeah, it's like it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. So for me, that's like a non-start. But then also it's like you you like like the consistency of it and like the, mm-hmm. like the pacing of it and stuff like that. And I think that that's like... It's interesting. I think that's just kind of like where some of our tastes are either split or just like differentiated a little bit. That's pretty cool. That's true. Because right. I, I remember I gave that a C, and I think you did give that like a B or a B plus. Yeah, yeah, dude, that album. I'm not even gonna lie. That was the one album I didn't rate it the one the way I probably would have, like without the influence. Because like to me, that's an A album. But like, you should given your just takes, give it. I understand it being. Uh, <laughs> that is the only time I've done it on, yeah. the, on the podcast. Fair, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's something that for me was like very middle of the road. Like I'm not mad at it, but it's also mm-hmm. like. It's like eating a communion wafer. It's like it doesn't really taste like anything, but it's also not gross. I don't know what yeah, to make of it. It's just like yeah. middle of the road. <laughs> it's something. The last time you had a communion wafer, Jasper. <laughs> Probably in grade school, but I remember I remember it vividly. Yeah. I think we should I mean, make I think we should make edibles place. that are communion wafers. All right, I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> no recommendations this week. Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> All right, Rex, let's do Rex. Who wants to do the Rex first? Um, is anybody ready? I am. Go. I'm going to recommend Loud by Mac Miller. I've been playing oh, it banger. Yeah, real loud. <laughs> Play it as loud as you can. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, we didn't even talk about it. Today is the anniversary of... It's been four years since he's died. Oh no! Wait, what? To, six years. Six wait. Years. No. no, he died in the fall. No, it was it was the anniversary of Circles. Circles. Yeah. Oh, or, Circles. Or was sorry. no no Faces Faces? I'm sorry, Faces came out like two days ago or something, or yeah. like a day ago. Something happened. Like some Faces for sure. I saw a thing for Faces on on yeah. online. Fourth anniversary to Circles. Yeah. Okay. What, what, fourth anniversary to Circles. Mac Miller's sixth studio album. Released most recently in 2020. When did Faces come out? Uh, It's like six years, right? Or five? May 11th. Oh, never mind. I saw something about Faces. I don't know why. Wild. This is going to be the 10 year for Faces, but not till (laughs) May. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. All right. But Jasper, you ready? You want me to go? Uh, I will go. Okay. My first one is going to be In My Mind by Dinoro. Interesting. Dinoro, what's that? You'll know it when you hear it. It's been in stuff. But it's like, it's very like, not Eurobeat, but it's like like Europop kind of like dance music. It's, what? this guy's pretty well known. Um, well, Dinoro's like one of the two. It's Dinoro and Gigi D'Agostino. He did the closing song that's in Uncut Gems. Amor uh, Toujours. Ba-ba-na-na. Yeah. that guy so like it's another one of those banger i can't believe i spelled that right (laughs) good job um but okay um my first one i texted to brandon to have it in writing but i'm officially claiming it on the podcast jita's becoming too big so he's no longer my low-key artist (laughs) i am now moving on to kenny mason um i've been following him since day one i did not get to his album last year unfortunately called six if i did he would have made an appearance on Golden Nugget. It is that good. 
but I'm going to recommend the song Rich by Kenny Mason. Song bangs, slaps. Interesting. Hits. <laughs> All of the words. All right, Brandon. All right. My last one, because it's been so cold, and I've been sitting on this couch looking out into the cold and reading. Uh, I've been. There's an album that I always associate with cold weather. Uh, and I'm going to recommend the album, the song off the album that I think screams it. And that is from the weekend's House of Balloons, The Party and the After Party. Mm. So good. Yeah. Yes. I, just, so good. I, I had like just some candles lit in here and I was listening to it the other night as like I watched just like the snow come in. It was. Oh, boy. Yeah, you was, were vibing. I was vibing <laughs> <Jesus. hard>. like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, let me have this. <laughs> let me have my weekend. Access, <laughs> access denied. God damn. Okay. <laughs> Jasper? I'm going not rap this week. I'm sorry. I'm doing sorry. Talking Heads, Psycho Killer. Is Certified. this another song I would know? Yeah, you'll know it. Certified banger, classic, whatever you want to call it. It's been in my rotation, just like coming up in the shuffle, and it's real good. So, okay, bet. Oh yeah. Um, bet we'll close it out. I'm going to go with what some people consider an anthem now, "Freestyle" by Little Baby. That is now the U.S. Um, <laughs> anthem, absolute banger of a song. So, no, that's we'll um, that's Britney. Britney's the 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 national anthem. It's Britney, oh bitch. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Join us next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. In the podcast. Cut the recording. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>